Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new podcast called Stories That Shape Us. We'll spend some time with interesting people from all walks of life, reflecting around key pivot moments in their journey of following Jesus. I'm Tim Black, and I'm part of an international organization called Scripture Union, and I help to give leadership to the SU South Africa team. Scripture Union's focus from its beginnings over 150 years ago is upon reaching young people with the message of Jesus. I also serve as an elder on the pastoral team at Common Ground Church in Cape Town. The goal of this podcast is to see society through the lens of others on their journey of following Jesus. We will see the ways that our context has shaped us and how God is moving to bring about something new. I'm coming to you from Cape Town in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic when it appears in many ways like the world has gone completely mad, certainly more than usual, but maybe it's for a good reason. We're in the midst of lockdown measures that have stretched for 11 weeks now, and we felt the pressure of what it means to have a significant portion of our population feeling hungry and anxious and afraid, and in some cases quite hopelessly trapped in poverty. Social distancing is impossible when you're crammed into makeshift housing almost one on top of the other. And in the midst of this, as government here tries to slowly open up society, we've experienced the trauma of watching the death of black American George Floyd at the hands of a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota. As a country, we felt this quite personally, as I think it's touched a deep reservoir of trauma and pain that has yet to be resolved in our very difficult racial context. I'm a follower of Jesus and recognize that in what's going on around us, his teaching is often reflected in stories that he told. They were common stories that communicated experiences his audience would instantly recognize representing life in a uniquely Jewish context. Although his hearers often didn't fully grasp what Jesus was teaching, these stories were often quite bold snapshots of what was reality. They drew people in and continued to speak long after the story was told. In a similar way, our stories give voice to the specific context of our South African society, and provide a powerful reflection on what South Africans have experienced in the journey through apartheid. And now, many years down the path of freedom, we still find ourselves deeply impacted by the trauma and pain that has defined the struggle. No one has emerged from this unscathed. But in the midst of trauma, there are wonderful stories of hope that cross racial boundaries and bring glimpses of what we pray will be the defining elements of the stories of the future. But this won't happen by accident, but is instead prodded by God as he takes our pain and brokenness and brings about something new. If we consider some of the ancient stories found in Scripture, I think the book of Esther helps us here as well. You remember the story, a high-ranking official in the Persian Empire named Haman decided to exterminate the Jewish people because a Jew named Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him. It's a pretty simple storyline. Whether through arrogance or simply racism, the trap was set. 
Haman persuaded King Ahasuerus to make a decree that the Jews would be destroyed because they do not keep the king's laws so that it is not to the king's profit to tolerate them. That's from Esther 3, verse 8. Money sweetened the deal, and the king told Haman to do with them as it seems good to you. Done. A simple transaction between two men with power decided the fate of an entire nation. Mordecai heard this and he was distraught. He cried out and mourned and lamented. The people of Israel cried out and mourned and lamented as well. They were facing annihilation and had no other option than to cry out to God. And God knew. He had been working behind the scenes all along so that Esther had, by his miraculous intervention, been placed within the king's palace. We know how the story plays out. Mordecai makes sure Esther knows the seriousness of the situation before her people. Their slaughter was sure, but she has a choice. In Esther 4, verse 13, Mordecai relays this message to his niece. Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther was confronted by what was probably the decision of her life. Would she risk it all by approaching the king to seek his mercy and then outing herself as a Jew? This was likely a suicide mission because she knew that the king would likely kill her. But somewhere she also knew, deep within the pit of her stomach, that this was her moment. Is it possible that somehow, in a way that only God could orchestrate, we're living in the moment when it's finally enough? Maybe the pain and brokenness and hopelessness experienced by people within the U.S. and within South Africa has finally become too much. Maybe COVID-19 has been allowed to happen and the George Floyd murder was given a world stage because God is moving. Just maybe this is our moment and we're being confronted with the decision of our lives. Will we risk it? Will we stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters that are poorly educated, live in substandard housing, often experience hunger and abuse, and have no way to escape the poverty that defines their existence? That is probably the question that will define us. What will we decide? If you join me next week, we'll listen to stories told by South Africans from all walks of life. The purpose is not just to tell stories so that we can catalog experiences, but so that we can hopefully begin to see each other. And by seeing, maybe somehow we will start to understand And when we understand, we might come to the realization that this is our moment, that together it is time for us, hand in hand, to rebuild our nation. Well, I hope to see you next week. This is a brand new podcast, so if you think others may like to join us, would you please share it across your social networks? Thanks for that, and hope to see you again soon. Bye for now.